22-year absence, the Boston Celtics are NBA champions once again. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Seven seconds. They got Benetarian range. I'll tell you, what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. Wide again for Tierney. Tierney's cross. Lucic, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, score! The Bruins knock out Montreal! Welcome back to another podcast by Boston Sports Extra. I'm your host, Anthony Crisante. On this Red Sox edition, I'm joined by Justin Gonzalez and Kyle Porchy. Hey guys, how are you? What's up, everybody? What's going on? Hey guys. You guys ready to talk some some Red Sox baseball? Always and forever. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff happening since the last podcast. Uh, four game sweep of the Yankees can't beat that. Take that any damn day. That's awesome. Uh, opening night last night against Toronto, one run down by what was it? Three runs in the seventh inning. Only scored yeah. one. Yeah, came back and won ten to seven in extra innings. This this team is amazing. They, they they every time when you think they're down, they just uh, tend to come, come back, back and show you uh, what they're made of. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's it's definitely a good time in and Red Sox uh, baseball and thoroughly enjoying it. Been stuck to the TV every single night. Yeah, and that's not me to watch that many baseball games in a row. But <laughs> I just can't get damn enough of it. So, uh, Justin, I'm gonna let you take over and. We'll talk. Go down this list of uh, subjects that we got for this show. All right. So uh, first off, I want to congratulate the Yankees for mm, basically punting the uh, their season. Um, maybe not the season, but the division at least. Um, we appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, in, in in all honesty, um, I just do want to say that for everyone for everyone saying that. The uh, the division is won, and you know the division is it's 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 you know it's locked up. Guys, just please, 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 pump the brakes on that. Okay, there's still there's still a bunch of games left. All right, I know that it's it's a it's a nine game lead, um, but this Yankees team, uh, I mean, they look at their record. They have a great record too. I know that they've been struggling as of late, um, but. You know, when you have a team that's this that's 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 good like this, and then when Judge and Gary Sanchez come back, I know Gary Sanchez is hitting whatever one eighty eight, one ninety, whatever. But I mean, he does make the team better um, when he's hustling. <laughs> um, but this, like I said, this is this is this is a good team, and they they could go on a hot streak just as just as quickly as the Red Sox can go on a cold streak. You know, and this is baseball. It's going to uh, happen. It 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 it. it I mean, look the the Red the Red Sox are playing amazing baseball. They have been playing amazing baseball for the entire season. So, you know, could the the Red Sox go on like a cold streak of like a week? Maybe, yeah, probably. It'll probably happen. But for it's the most happen, part, it's going to happen against the teams that you don't think that it's going to happen against. Probably. I mean, you know, it's it, like like how the Yankees uh, were struggling against uh, you know whoever the the Orioles, the Rays. Take your pick. I, I mean, you know. Uh, 
it, it, it'll most likely happen. So don't be surprised. Okay. Just, you know, let, let this, let the season play out. You know what I mean? I'm all. No, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's, it's not, that's not the point of baseball. The point of baseball is to just win the series. That's it. If you win series, you win, you know, you, you, you are a good team. I remember in 2013, um, I, I wouldn't watch a lot of games. I would always have it on the radio on my phone. And I would, I would always be that guy to like, walk, uh, like, you know, like walk around in public and have them on the radio and shit. And like, um, on my phone. And I just remember they just they just won series after series after series. And I mean, that's how they you know, it, it eventually led to what it led to, you know, a World Series championship. So um, th- that's all you that's all you got to focus on is, you know, OK, we lost this game. And, you know, how can we win this series? And I think Cora does a, a, a really good job at planning, you know, like that that attack plan. Um, you know, he he gives guys days off in advance um he does he does this he does this uh you know probably a week in advance or so um and i mean he's really looking towards the future he's looking towards winning series so uh, i i uh i really trust him in that aspect um now uh i want to go into uh the blue jays last night um last night was pomeranz versus stroman um Guys, any initial thoughts that you want to share? Pomeranz is not looking like Pomeranz we got at the trade deadline two years ago. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, honestly, I personally think this is this is Pomeranz's last start. Um, you have, let's see, you have uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is throwing a bull. And I, I wanted to save this until the injury update, but it's it's okay. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez is throwing a bullpen on Friday in Baltimore, um, and he was pitching off a mound two days ago. So he is poised to come back. Um, I would probably say by I would probably say by next week. Um, if I had to guess, I don't think they have a, 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 a specific date for him to be activated just yet. But probably depending on how he does in a bullpen and how he feels, uh, they'll probably go off that. Um, once he comes to this rotation, you're going to have Sale, Price, Porcello, Eovaldi, and Rodriguez. I I don't even want Pomeranz in the bullpen, uh, honestly. And, you know, it, it's not for the fact that he did bad last night. I, and, I mean, he... He 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 didn't he didn't do great, but I mean honestly, he didn't have that 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 typical Pomeranz start where he just gave up a million earned runs. Uh, he only gave up two earned runs last night, but he walked five guys. Um, he his fastball is just it's just it's gone. I, I mean his, his fastball top it didn't even it didn't even top off at ninety miles an hour. It topped off at eighty nine miles an hour, guys. Like. He has to be injured. There is no, there is no way that this guy is not injured doing that. I mean, he wasn't. He his velocity wasn't down this much last year, was it? I I I, I would be shocked if it was. I, don't know, I think we have to we'll have to research that because I think that at last year I think it was, if I remember correctly, I think it was in the same vicinity. It was like lower ninety. I think I think that he was just he was locating his pitches much better right okay game i watched last july i know on the scoreboard his his average fastball is like 92 93 
Right. Well, I mean, still, that's that's a bunch of ticks up. I mean, listen, when you talk about 93 miles an hour, it's not 87, 88. You know, like 87, exactly. 88. I mean, that's 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 bullpen to these guys. I, you know, I mean, that's 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 bad in practice, you know. So, I mean, it's just it's not what you want out of any pitcher, honestly. Like you got you got probably like Bartolo Colon is going out there and throwing quicker, quicker than, than Pomerantz. And shout out to, to Bartolo Colon, by the way. Um, he is he just became the uh, the the all time leader for Latin American wins uh, amongst pitchers last night. So uh, kudos to you, sir. Um, he's but like 92. He, he is he is like he is one hundred ninety two. But I, I do I do want to say one thing about Pomerantz. Um, he, he, so, he, like I said, he walked five guys last night. Not what you want. Um, his knuckle curve is undoubtedly his best pitch. Okay. Um, he now I want to I want to I want to go off uh, go off the top of my head. Um, I'm I'm like ninety eight percent positive that he threw forty six knuckle curves last night, and I know this for a fact that he only got one swing and miss um, on all forty six of those pitches. That is that's brutal. That's that's horrible. That's horrible. When when it's when it's gonna be your best pitch, that is not good. And I think it goes back to what you you were saying, Anthony. It's 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 you it's you can't locate your best pitch. You're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in a lot of trouble. So um and then that goes back to what I was saying. There's no way he's healthy. There's just no way he's hundred percent healthy. So I mean, I think uh I think I think they're going to have to really make up their minds soon about what they want to do with Pomerantz because I don't think it's working out honestly anymore. Well, I think if Eduardo Rodriguez comes back and then all of a sudden you see that Pomerantz they sat him down or whatever, maybe there's a reason why. Maybe they do a Chris Sale and and you know let him take some extended time off going towards well, the playoffs, depending on what his role may be. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's funny. It's funny because, um, like, so Sonny, we know the Yankees. Sonny Gray got demoted to the bullpen uh, last night. He came in after Chapman blew the game. Or I'm sorry, it wasn't Chapman. It was Britain. Um, and and he basically uh, he Sonny Gray got the win. Uh, he looked actually not bad, not bad from the bullpen. So I mean, maybe there can be some sort of resurgence if uh, if Pomeranz goes to the bullpen. I mean, like, look what look at what David Price did last year, and then he, you know, he he was in the bullpen during the playoffs and had that 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 scoreless streak. Um, so you know, maybe when these guys go to the bullpen, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's just kind of like a kick in the pants that they need, and then they straighten up. But I think it's more than that with Pomeranz. I think he's he's having mechanical issues. I think he's having health issues, and I just don't think that he uh, he'll ever look the same again, honestly. Um, I 100% agree, but I think they put him in the long reliever role in the ALDS series against the Indians two years ago, mm-hmm. and he just did not look good there at all. Who's that? Are you talking about Pomeranz? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. It's it's really something to note. I know that when he was on the A's, he, he, was, he, was, a, he was a reliever, uh, and then he, got, he, he turned into a starting pitcher. Um, and then he was doing great, uh, you know, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see, I guess I, I'm sure that they will try to use him out of the bullpen and I'm sure that he'll implode in the bullpen too, unless they find out something else. But, 
um, you know, it, 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 I, I would think that it's, it's a, it would be a rare occurrence if they just gave up on him uh, this quick. Now, I'm saying that's just what I would do if I was a Red Sox. I would just say, you know what, it's not working out. Sorry. But I don't think that they're going to do that. So, um, so we'll see. Um, I, I, did, I, I did think that, that it, you know, he's done. They'll probably start him for one more game since Erod will still be out, I think, for another week or so. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Any, any, uh, any thoughts about that at all, guys, before I move on to the next thing? Well, before we move on from last night's Blue Jays game, I think I have a bit of a hot take. Mm-hmm. So, Sox need to trade for Marcus Stroman. Mm. Okay. I wrote an article about it uh, about three, week, three weeks or a month before the trade deadline. Yeah. Not a lot, but he's an electric pitcher. Okay. He's still very young. And a lot of people say he's just not really having a great year. He's had a couple of DL stints, 10-day, 15-day, nothing too, too serious. But look at his win-loss record. It's not that good because he doesn't have much run support behind him. Mm-hmm. I want to take um, you guys back to the Team USA game against Puerto Rico. Yeah. Dominant. Right. Dominant. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, I, I – I don't mind Marcus Stroman. Um, I think I think he is. You know what? I I think he can be a good pitcher. Um, and then you know, I I mean, I don't know. I I'm kind of indifferent on the guy. Um, he has. I'm looking at it right now. He has a 3.7 career ERA in Fenway. Um, he has 24 innings pitched and 21 strikeouts. Um, and a 1.4 whip. He his strikeout numbers aren't insane. Um, his whip is, I mean, you know, for for the year, it's it's about 1.4, which is it's not that's not that's not that good. Um, but I, I mean, is it is it worth trading for a guy who has injury problems and a five ERA? I, I mean, you're basically getting. Pomeranz 2.0 technically at least at least for this season you know what I mean like I know yeah, that he's, yeah. he's had he's had good he's had good seasons but I, I just I don't think it's worth giving up anything right now especially with you know like I don't want to say I don't want to say the farm is completely depleted but I mean I guess you could say that your trade ships are very limited um, I don't think that that's the guy that they should be uh, trading for Um if this was one of his other seasons, I would say, yeah, like, absolutely. You know, as long right. as the guy can stay healthy, you know what I mean? Like, you throw a homeless guy out there, it's probably going to be better than Pomeranz. So, you know, <laughs> like, I I don't know. I, I, I just I just think that they have a lot more options right now, especially, you know, that they have, they have uh, if they wanted to, Hector Velasquez, who could go in there and, uh, and you know, start if, he re- if, if the Red Sox really needed him to. Um, but... You know, it's it's not a bad take, um, but I just think that this is the wrong year to have to have that hot take. You know what I mean? That's just oh, yeah. my opinion. You know? Yeah. I mean, this year's been very rocky from from the beginning. I mean, yeah. he lost arbitration. He wasn't yeah. really set in mood with that to begin with. Mm-hmm. Then I believe he pitched three innings his first start, and then got sent to the DL. Mm-hmm. Extended that DL, 
then it's just been rocky all year. Yeah, so that basically just tells me that he's not healthy, that he basically hasn't been healthy for the entire season. Um, I just I don't I don't think that um, you know that that's the answer is to is to welcome someone with open arms who is limping to you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you know, I I don't know. It's it's honestly. I take anything over Pomeranz now. And you know, like that that doesn't have anything to do with Pomeranz. Like, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and be like Michael K and say, Oh, it's not his, you know, it's his fault that he can't get healthy, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, that's you know, if the guy isn't healthy, the guy isn't healthy, you know what I mean? And and I think, you know, it could be it could be unfair that the Red Sox may not be picking up on this. Um, whether if it's his mechanics or anything else. So um, you know. Look, I I I want Pomeranz to do great. I think everyone does, and uh, you know, um, hopefully, uh, you know, if he's not healthy, hopefully he gets healthy soon. You know what I mean? Because we could really yeah. use him. You know, when he's on fire, he's on fire. He, he can be very unhittable. It's just the fact that there is something wrong, whether he notices it and says something, or Alex Cora or one of the bench coaches finally realizes it and says something. Something needs to be done. Yeah, you know, you know who doesn't want him to be good? Who's that? The Give homeless guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Or me. Give me the shot. I'll, I'll go out there and throw some pitches. I'm not saying I'm homeless. So let's move on. Um, so uh, let's just do some. I guess prick. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, prick. No. Uh, quick. Quick predictions for the next two games. Uh, we have uh, B, uh, Brian Johnson versus uh, Hoss Hosschild. Sorry if I butcher that name. Um, and then we have Porcello versus Baruki. Um, wh- what do you What do you guys think you're going to see out of BJ and Porcello for these next two games? What's the records? Uh, what's the records of the other of the Jays pitchers? Let's see. Um, so we got Hosschild's one and zero with a zero ERA. They might. I I don't know who Hosschild is. They might be doing the uh, where they where they start a bullpen guy. Honestly, that's that that might be what that is, or they maybe just brought this guy up. Um, I'm not I'm not sure, honestly. And Baruki is one one and two with a two point three ERA. Um, so I I I think these guys is uh, these guys' appearances are very limited, being that it is a Blue Jays. But um, um, any uh, any uh, predictions about BJ or Porcello though? Hopefully, Brian Johnson gets eighty pitches this time. Yeah. Ah, I mean, well, yeah. He'll he'll definitely pitch good. He's been on a really good hot streak. Just getting a lot of the ground ball outs, getting guys in play, getting the defense up and ready. Uh he's a great pitcher, but I still don't see Cora changing his ways with him and letting him go past seven. Mm-hmm. But off if the offense is the, is there, you can really throw anybody on the mound at this point. Yeah, except for except for Pomeranz, but yeah, except for Pomeranz, yeah, <laughs> he'd be the one guy to screw it up. But yeah, but what was it? What was the name? Pomeranz. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna audio clip that to sell to sell the podcast. Pomeranz. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <clears throat> um, but I just want to. Uh, so Brian Johnson, man, last last start. Ah, God, I can't get over us. Uh, Eleven strikeouts against the Yankees. That's just uh, that's just incredible. Hopefully, he can bring some of that magic back with him to to this next Yankees. start. Um, yeah, um, he he did give up four on runs. I mean, that's not a big deal. You know, you give up four on runs, you're still p- 
putting uh, your offense in a position to win, um, especially this offense, this uh, catalog, um, this amazing offense. Um, especially when they score fifteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I think uh, I think I think he's going to have another good outing. I think he's going to give up a few earned runs. Um, I think there's a few guys on this on this Blue Jays team that are um, underrated as far as hitters. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think he's going to do good. Um, I'm I don't know who, who this Hochschild, uh, guy is. Um, but you know, uh, we'll see, we'll see. This might be, this might be the first time the Red Sox are seeing him. So that could either be a really good thing or that could be a really bad thing. So we'll see. Um, Look, at, this, at this point of the year, if the, if our starters can give us, you know, keep us in within reach two to three runs, you know, through seven or whatever, yeah. And with this offense, I mean, anything's possible right now. I mean, we've seen yeah. it last night, you know, down whatever it was, three, or, you know, going into the seventh inning, and then all of a sudden they just turn it on. Yeah. It, you don't want to play that kind of ball because you don't want to put yourself in that in that situation that you do have to come back. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, comparison. You don't want to be the Cleveland Cavaliers where you're down – 20 going into the fourth quarter and you come back or you have to make that run or, or the Celtics, they did it so many times last year. You don't want to have to keep doing that, but if this offense can turn it on like that and just be like, you know, wake up and, you know, like, all right, it's time to start playing ball. Right. Eventually that's going to catch up to you. But, you know, at, at this rate, I think that as long as the starters can give us some good quality innings, keep us within two or three runs. Yeah. Every game is possible. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, I, I called it on the Yankees. You know, I said it was going to be a sweep after we did the podcast after the first two games. Yeah, you did. Uh, you know, you guys doubted me, but it's it's just what I see as you know. Obviously, we're all outsiders or whatever uh, of what this offense can do, and um, you know, so as long as they keep clicking, you know, they keep turning it on when they need to turn it on, then you know. This team is what forty six games over five hundred. Yep, the winning percentage is seven hundred three. I don't think that in, in, in my lifetime, and I'm the old goat of the show, <laughs> that I the Red Sox have ever did anything like that. Forty six games over five hundred. They're better than five teams in Major League Baseball. Yeah, with wins. Yeah, no, it's it's it is remarkable what they're doing. Um, and you know, they just, as long as they, they, they keep winning the games that they need to win, then, I mean, they're, they're gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna have home field throughout the entire playoffs. And that's what they're doing right now. I, 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 uh, I guess you could say so. Um, no, it's, it's, it's extremely important. Um, Kyle, did you want to add to anything? Um, so I was at the game Sunday night. Against yeah. New York, and it just has a different feel than the last couple Sox teams you've seen, especially 2016, 17, and 15. Mm-hmm. Th- this team's something special. You can feel it throughout the park. You can feel it when the players hit the field. Y- you just feel it. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It's it's great. Incredible. Yeah. No. It's great. And, and and that's that's the whole that's the whole uh, you know uh, advantage that you get with with home with home field advantage. I, I mean, you know, not not to not to it's a little uh, cliche, but um, 
I, I mean, it's it's important. It's important for the fans to show up, you know, and to uh, make the opposition feel like they're in a fishbowl, which Fenway has been compared to before. I mean, it it is it is, a, it is an intimidating place to play as an opponent, um, and it just it just I guess you could say for for a player, uh, you know, on the right side of it. You could say that it's it's an adrenaline rush, you know what I mean, and it and it works it works its wonders. Um, so I I I do believe that it's extremely important. I mean, look at look at the Yankees in the last postseason. I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I want to say that they were they were they were undefeated in the postseason last year because of the environment that the the fans brought. I mean, the fans were going nuts. The fans were going crazy. Like it it it's a little. It's a little. They they were they were going they were going a little too crazy, you know what I mean? Like you you had you had people, uh, you know, uh, jump, you know. I guess you could say like uh, they were they were they were throwing beer all over the place and stuff like that, and and you know it was a little, it was a little too much. Um, it was, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, that just goes to show that it's 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 not just about the their performance at that point, the performance is the main thing, but I mean, it is also about the environment as well. Um, that, ha- that plays a huge part that plays a huge part. So it's extremely important for, you know, I guess, uh, Cora limiting Brian Johnson to, to, you know, only however many innings he, he went out, um, in the last few, in the last few starts, you know, yeah. it's important for, you know, everyone to make sure that they are hundred percent healthy because longevity is the key. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So, you know, um, He's doing the right thing, uh, Alex Cora, by by extending his guys like this. Um, you know, and the fans may get mad about it because you see it. You know, if you follow the game on tw- when if you follow Twitter or whatever social media you do when the game's on, the fans might get you know pissed off about it. You know, oh, why are they taking him out? This is such a stupid move. This is you know such a John Farrell move. You know, so forth and so on. Uh, Cora is a different manager than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, he understands the game much better. He is a, you know, new school uh, statistician yeah. type, you know, uh, let's, you know, like you said, limit the pitches, but let's, 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 it, it is a marathon. It's not a, a sprint. Right. And the fans, the fans don't get that, mm-hmm. you know? So no. yeah, you might get pissed off. Okay. Well, this guy's pitched seven innings. He's given up no runs, a couple of hits, you know, why are you taking him out? Right. Okay. Do you want him to do that tonight, or do right. you want to let him pitch a, a complete game, which means absolutely nothing in today's world of of baseball to to throw a complete game anymore? And then he comes out tonight and gives up five runs in the first inning. Right. No. And you're you're absolutely right. And and you know, like I like I I love the fans that say, uh, you know, uh, well, I I paid good money to go see Chris Sale start, and now he's not going to start, and blah blah blah, and like. I get it, you know what I mean. But listen, you you bought you bought Red Sox tickets. You didn't buy Chris Sale tickets. You know what I mean. Exactly. So you know what I mean. So you know when you say that you know that's not that's not the that's not the whole point of going to a game is to go see one guy. You want to go see the entire team, no? You know what I mean. So you know I I don't I don't. At that point, what you what was that? That's like double A stuff at that point. If you go to yeah, see like minor league stuff. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and, and again, like I understand where they're, where they're coming from. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, you want to, you know, maybe, maybe you have a son who, you know, uh, his favorite player is Chris Sale. Okay. No, I, I get that. I get that. But you know, you, you have to think about it at, 
as you know as as a business move you have to think about it as you know uh uh almost as a strategy you know what i mean like you you want to see these guys do well when it counts and i think that that a lot of fans sometimes forget that now that that is that is the duty of a fan the duty of a fan is to is to overreact a lot and you know to to think that you know that that it's all about them you know they they may forget sometimes that this the, you know that that these players have jobs these coaches have jobs the owners and everyone else it is a job for them it's all they know so you know um it's just it's just important to note as well um so I, I, I think that this whole longevity thing is, is going to work out for everybody, honestly. You know, I want to make some points about last night's game. If mm-hmm. you, if for the people that actually watched the game last night and just didn't do the box score, you know, um, as bad as everybody thinks Drew Pomerantz was or is or whatever over the last, you know, so many starts or, you know, whatever, he made some key pitches last night. I, I believe been- there was, there was, Two instances, two times last night that he was in bases loaded with either one out. I know the the one thing that comes to mind, he was bases loaded with no outs. Yeah. And yeah. it was looking like this game's about <laughs> about to be, you know, done for the Red Sox. Right. And he got out of the jam. And he got out of both jams. Yeah. And it, it does say a lot for his character to be able to, no matter how much he was, that he does struggle that he was able to get out of those jams. And most people are not going to look at that. So, you know, as far as um, the good parts of what he does, you know, as as far as his pitching. Yeah, no, and and I I do think that he getting getting himself out of that jam is important, but again, I mean, this is this is the Blue Jays, you know, if he and 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 to counter your point, he put he did put himself into the jams. He did put himself into into the bases loaded. So, I mean, you do that against a good team. They're going to stop all over you. I, I, I mean, you do this against the, the Astros without Tuve or someone coming up. I, I mean, it's it's just it's not it's not what you want. So he yes, he did. He did get himself out of the jam. Um, but I just I don't. I don't think I don't think it comes down to you know um, making key pitches or anything like that. I, I just honestly, I, I like I said before, I just think it comes down to 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 um, you know his mechanics. Honestly, um, you know, but but yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. I mean, he he did even though he did put himself into the jam, he did get himself out of it with zero outs. So that is that is also extremely important. Um, so. That that goes into a, a lot of what the actual team is doing, uh, you know, coming up in the big spots. Um, and I just want to go into uh, speaking about the longevity thing. What do you what do you guys think about? Um, so they said about uh, the team said about Chris Sale um, that he was going to skip his next start at, in Toronto, so he avoids the Philly series, so he doesn't have to bat. Um, any initial thoughts on that? Because I have a few. I like that. Okay. I mean, if he's got a if he's got a shoulder injury, why not? Yeah. You know, if he's out there throwing you know 100 mile an hour fastballs on a consistent basis, you know, upper 90s, well, why put your pitcher in that situation to have to go out there and swing a bat? Yeah. You know, no. give him his yeah. time. If if they're just saving him, 
You know, I have no problem with that. That's one thing if you're trying to, you know, save his health for the long run. It's another thing if you're David Price and you're trying to hide him because he can't pitch against the damn Yankees. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm okay with that. If you're doing, um, you know, preventative measures, I mean, is it that big of a deal if he was to go against the Phillies and lose? I mean, you know, I I just I think I, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on this because you know I'm, on on one hand, if he's not healthy enough to swing a bat, I don't want him throwing 100 miles an hour. Honestly, like if if he's if he's your if he's your most prized possession, basically, I mean, and you could say that he is probably the most important piece of this team. Um, arguably, it's it's arguable, but um, you know, and and I do I I want to say that you know if, if if there's inflammation in the shoulder, I I don't I don't want him I don't want him uh, I don't want him throwing as much as I don't want him swinging a bat. Um, yeah, I mean. And then, and then, and then we go, we go to the fact that, you know, what happens in the world series, you're not going to have him swing a bat or you're just going to start him in at Fenway only, you, you, you know what I mean? Like assuming, assuming that, you know, I guess, uh, I, I don't know that, that there's, that there's progress with his, with his uh, inflammation in the shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm kind of torn about it, honestly. I mean, I'm pretty sure that if there's, if there's that much inflammation right now, I'm sure he's taking some kind of shots. Or whatever on his time off to be able to get the inflammation down to see where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do whatever they got to do right now. You know, with Chris Sale pitching, it's not slowing this team down. Right. So let them. You know, do what they have to do with him. You know, shoot him up, give him. You know, whatever they got to do to see where he's at. You know, is it going to be? Are they going to probably be a little strategic with? Uh, come playoffs when they do set him up, um, you know, when he's going to pitch where, you know, you know, depending on if they make it to the world series, mm-hmm. probably, I wouldn't say they wouldn't. Um, if this is something that you have, you're, you're probably going to be dealing with it the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's get him as healthy as we can, as they can. Let's, you know, you got to pick your spots. You pick your spots at this moment. You know, as long as the offense is basically carrying this team right now, uh, you know, that's fine. Let's do what we got to do. Chris right. Dale has been known to break down come playoffs. Right. Uh, so, you know, the Red Sox are well aware of that. So I think that they're doing exactly what they need to do right now to, to you know, hopefully get him whatever it is, 90 95%, uh, you know, heading into the playoffs and possibly the World Series. Yeah. No, and no, you're you're absolutely right, and that that again goes into the whole mentality of uh, that you know it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Um, and I just I just want to say for everyone kind of overreacting and freaking out about Chris Sale being injured, or I mean I you, you can't even really say it's an injury per se. I think it's just a preventative measure. Um, but you know, pitchers doing what they do, you're you're not you're not going to have a clean image if you did an MRI on your arm. Even if they say you're 100 percent healthy, I mean, I mean, you know, they go day after day throwing how they throw and doing what they do to the body. I mean, it's been it's been compared to, you know, uh, ripping your arm off after after a hundred pitch start, and that's how that's what it feels like in the morning. I mean, think about what that does to the actual, you know, 
the your your body, you know, physically. So there is there is no such thing as a perfect a perfectly clean image as far as you know um like like i said like if you run a, if you run a guy's arm under an mri um and i think that that is where they're a little worried when the inflammation starts um but i do want to say that it 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 is uh it, it it's mainly normal for these sort of things to happen and then there you know for them to be overly cautious with chris sale is not a bad thing so um, you know, if you, if you see, you know, something happens, if they, they're probably going to limit his, his, his innings pitched when he goes out against Baltimore. Um, so don't be surprised. Um, you know, so I think, uh, I think Alex Cora has a, has a really good understanding of that as well. Um, did you want to add anything, Kyle? Um, you, you just gotta be patient. Yeah. If, even if it's a precautionary measure, you, you don't want to, to get to the point where it actually could turn out to be an injury. You want to take your time with your best pitcher. Right. And it's a liability, in my opinion, if you not only have them throwing 100 miles an hour for four or five innings and then yeah. just having them swing the bat, it, there, there's just too much, too much different entities that can, in a sense, like that. Yeah. If... if if you want to keep, just keep them pitching American League style, that's that's completely fine by me. Right. Yeah. No. And and, and it's, it's not a bad thing. But I, I just I <laughs> imagine you did this to like Nolan Ryan back in the day, where you told him like, listen, like no, like you you can't you can't bat. Like no, no way. Nolan Ryan would probably punch you in the face, and then everybody <laughs> in management who made that decision. Okay. It, it, it's just it's just funny how how pitchers are treated nowadays. Like you know they were treated they were treated like you know, like anybody else back in the day. Now they're just like, they're, they're so babied and they're so, they're so protective. I, I mean, but you could say that's because like, you know, a majority of pitchers back then weren't throwing a hundred miles an hour. So, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're throwing it, you're, when you're throwing an average of 90, 97 miles an hour, like Severino is on a season, um, you know, you're not going to get the amount of complete games that Nolan Ryan had back in the day. So um, I do think there's that, there is that difference, um, but I'm going a little off topic here. Um, one quick note to that. Yeah, uh, last year was uh, well, last week was 25 years since Nolan Ryan beat the living yeah. crap out of uh, Robin Ventura, and I can watch yeah. that video over, over and over and over again. How how old was he when he did that? I think he was like 44, 43, or something like that. When yeah, he, I don't when know. He, he was close to yeah. dust already, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, I could watch that video a thousand times and and and, re, and replay. Like imagine, imagine someone doing that to Bartolo Colon with this. They're basically the same age. Like Bartolo Colon just locking him up and just punching him in the head. Like, oh my god, that's so awesome, you know? And how uh, Robert 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 was like, what? He was in his twenties when he did that, right? Yeah, yeah, he was a young kid. Oh my god, that's just fantastic. That's just that is that is great. I'd really Um, be interested to see if he ever tried to fight anybody else after that. Oh no, I I don't I I mean I'm sure he did, but I I don't know. Yeah, no, I I don't know for sure. I, I'd be interested to look into that as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, Nolan Ryan, he's the goat. Don't at me. <laughs> um, so I want to go into, um, you know what? I I might as well I might as well go into this injury update real quick. I already told you guys about uh, Water Rodriguez, uh, Thurm Thurm BP on Friday. Um, and, 
he's pitch, he was pitching off the mound two days ago, so he should be back soon. Um, it looks like they're really taking their time with with Erod, given his uh, his his la- his last few injuries um, over the years. So um, you know, we'll, I I think I think this team could use Erod uh, a lot uh, in Pomeranz's, uh You know, I yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is you know Erod to replace um, Pomeranz is is probably going to be one of the best things to happen to this team. Um, you know, I know there's there's very few blemishes on this team, but Pomeranz being one of them, it, it just it it makes it makes giving this team a chance to win so much harder. And I think they don't need uh, the challenge of of doing that. So, um, you know, we're we're looking forward to to welcoming uh, Eduardo back. Um, and then uh, the other notable, notable thing is that uh, Rafael Devers will be activated um, today on Wednesday. Um, they're uh, they're optioning Tony Renda, who who uh, who scored the uh, the game winning run uh, against the Yankees on Sunday. Um, he's going to Triple A. Um, he's Tony Renda. I know. Oh. <laughs> My man Renda. Um, he earned his socks already, boys. He earned his socks already. Scored that win and run, my man. Um, going back to Devers, Devers has looked good uh, in his in his rehab stints. His last game with the with the little spinners, he had a home run. It was a moonshot. I mean, he he crushed that ball. If you guys saw a video of it, um, but uh, but he looks good. Um, you know, I think I think the conversation about Devers is if he can really. Uh, if he can, if he can really step it up at third base, um, I know that he hasn't been good defensively third base. Would you guys be, uh, you know, I guess, I guess, uh, surprised, or would you guys be against the idea if Devers, maybe not at this season, but next season, moves to first base? Just it's just it's just a thought. It's just a thought. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying give up on him because he's still very young. He could still he has a lot to work on, you know, defensively at third. Um, but would you guys be against that idea? Hundred percent agree with it. Okay. So he, I'm not, I'm not too crazy. He's a great yeah. fielder. It, it's just that arm. Yeah. He, yeah. He just cannot locate the throw to first base. Right. He's great with the pivot to second. He's great launching it back to home, and he's a great fielder. Honestly, after Moreland's deal, I, 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 after next season, I believe Moreland becomes a free agent again. After next season, right, exactly. Yeah, I, I see Devers as everyday first baseman from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a thought to have. You know, I, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm advocating for it yet. I, I yeah. think he he has a lot of time to improve. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how he can do. Um, I think his bat has room for improvement as well. He could be going through through a sophomore slump, um, and I think I think that he will pick it up after after coming back to the big league um, after after being with Lowell. Um, so yeah, no, I'm 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 looking forward to Devers' return as well. I think everybody is honestly. Um, I say, I but, think he still needs a little bit more time. No, of course he does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They rushed, they rushed the kid to the to the majors. He's still adjusting to the style of play. I mean, it's just like everything. 
you know, in any other sport, you, you, you know, you take a hockey player and you take them up from the minor leagues and you put them in with, you know, an NHL level, it, it's, it's an adjustment period. Yeah. And I think he's still, I think he's still mentally young. To the oh, yeah. Game. Yeah. You know, yeah. he has the ability, but I think he's mentally young and I think that he still needs the time for, for that to catch up to his body. Um, you know, a good off season, um, you know, maybe shut it down for a little bit and then get back, you know, uh, get back into it and then uh, mentally be ready for, uh, you know, another season. Yeah. And, and see if he can improve, you know, it's just like anything. It's just like a quarterback, you know, right. some of them, some of them after five, six, seven years in the NFL, they, they start to see the game in a different way. And the mm-hmm. game is much slower to them. I think the major league game to Devers is still a little too fast. Yeah. No. And, and I, I, I agree with that, but um, yeah, no, you, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I think, I think that there is an adjustment period that he does need to go through still. Um, and I mean, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, come off as sounding, you uh, you know, not not so nice or whatever, but I do think he could lose a few pounds. Um, you know, and I think, you know, that that would work for his best interests. I think that that would help him feel better. Um, that's feel better, not feel better. Well, actually, probably both. But um, you know, I I I I think that that could work. That that would probably be one of the best things for him. Um, you know, when you're, I don't, how, does anybody know off the top of the head how much he weighs? <laughs> By chance, he's he's got to weigh at least at least two twenty, um, maybe two thirty, something like that. But like you know, my my point is is that mo- moving 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 around someone that weighs that much as opposed to moving around when you weigh two hundred or one ninety, it, it's a lot easier. It's yeah. it's like it's like taking off, you know, uh. uh uh, shoulder pads and 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 moving around and making plays, you know what I mean, or something like that. So you know, um, I think that he can he can do what Schwarber did this past off season. You, I mean, Schwarber lost a tremendous amount of weight, and now I mean he's 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 back to the level that Schwarber was at, you know, uh, a bunch of years ago when he was when he was doing great. Um, it just it, 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 he'd be an animal. Exactly. You know, but and and that's the whole thing. Like he's still extremely young. So he has time. You know what I mean? He has time. There is no reason to give up on this kid just yet. Exactly. Honestly. You know what I mean? Any, anybody that wants to give up on this kid already, I, I mean, yeah. you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of putting the carriage in front of the horse a little bit. So, you know, just pump the brakes. I think he could have. And for what it's worth, he's having a he's having a good season this season. Um you know, but I think he could come back next season and be and be tremendous. Um, I think what you're also going to see is that you know Cora took over during the offseason, You know, before this year, I think you know you're going to go through this 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 year. You're going to, as well as the the, the Red Sox are playing, uh, I think Cora is going to you know also make some changes during this offseason and implement some different things. You know, some players like Devers that may be overweight or whatever. You're going to see a different – you're going to see a change come next offseason. Yeah. Um, you know, getting certain players where they – where the team thinks they should be. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the the weight issue will be addressed, and I think that you know you know they may put them in, you know, you know some other leagues during the off season to to work with him, right, and, and just get more of his fundamentals down. And all. Uh, I mean, I do think it's a head game with him, and I and I understand. I did play the game, you know, back in my my younger days, um, along with every other sport. You, you think I think that he's thinking way ahead on each play. Okay. Well, if this ball comes to me, you know, uh, you know, so forth and so on. I think that he's uh, way ahead of himself instead of just sitting there. Okay. The ball's to me now throw it first, you know, so forth and so on. It's a mental thing. Mm-hmm. And, and until he gets through that, you know, it, 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 he's going to have his own, he's going to have issues. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I think core, I, I think core will implement things during this off season. And, You'll see some of these players, um, some of these pitchers that, you know, are having problems pitching. They'll have a little bit more time to work with their pitching coach. And they'll get them to where they need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. And, you know, it, it says a lot about how Cora is doing everything, how impressive he is. And, I mean, honestly, if you didn't know anything about the Red Sox, you would think that this guy is managing for decades and years. This is his first season. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that, that, that is, that is about as impressive as anything else. So, exactly. You know, so if he can do that what, this year, what is he going to do in the future? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I, you know, I agree. Now, I, I just, I don't, I don't remember what I was saying about John Farrell in his first season. Honestly, like I don't, I don't think that. It, it was bad things, um, but I just don't want to fall into the same into the same trap as as you know uh, you know say uh, Alex Cora wins a World Series this season, you know it, it it could be it could reflect what John John Farrell did in his first season as well. But I think it goes I think I think it goes past that. I think it goes further um, than that. Um, you know the things that Cora are implementing and and how young he is and how how relatable he is to his his uh, his players and you know. Um, I mean, he was playing side by side with Pedroia, um, you know, at one point when they were both players, um, you know, so that 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 means a lot for 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 these guys who are who are actually playing for him now, you know, as far as like, you know, respect, like you've done what I'm doing now. So, you know, I and, you know, Cora kind of takes the mentality of, you know, I will I will lead you guys into the gates of hell if that's what it comes down to. And I, I, I just, I love that so much, you know what I mean? And, and you don't see that with every manager out there. Um, so we should be very thankful for Alex Cora and, um, you know, I, uh, I, I how can't say before, no good thing. How, how long before they're at the Red Sox lose three or four games in a row, you know, uh, at oh, some point this season that Terry Cushman is, uh, you know, <laughs> on the fire, uh, Alex Cora bandwagon already. No, I, Wait, I, I think he was on that already before he, they, as soon as they hired him. I, you know, I, Honestly. I think, it, I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen tweets out there, fire Cora, but I'm, I'm, I just, I want to assume for the sake of humanity and the, you know, common sense of everyone else that those tweets were all facetious um, and sarcastic. I, I hope because I mean, when you, when you talk about a guy who's a, fir- a first year manager, um, they're guys guys they're gonna make mistakes they're going to make mistakes even hey, this is austin we're not allowed to make mistakes oh we're making mistakes yeah baby. 
we are making mistakes, right? You got to be 162, 162 and 0. Your ass is out of here. I'm changing that narrative right now. I don't care. I I might be swimming against the tide here, but you know what? Like, uh, listen, if you think that this guy can go an entire season without making more mistakes, you're an idiot. Okay, exactly. you you are you are a fool. If you got listen, even if he's like, if even if he's like Mike Sosha, even if he's like, uh, you know, anybody else out there like that, okay, they're gonna make mistakes. It happens. It happens. Okay, so get over it. Get over it. You know, like it, hey, it, it is what it is. We can we can all sit on our couch every night and sit here and say what we're gonna do, what should be done. But the bottom line is we're still sitting on our damn couches yeah. and we're still drinking a beer and we're yeah. not getting paid to make these decisions. Right. Right. Exactly. So it doesn't mean crap to what we say. Exactly. So, you know, um, trust, trust the process, trust the core process. I believe in it and you should too. Um, so, so yeah, that was that was a good quick uh, quick little twenty minute update on the injuries the status of the team of two players. Uh, <laughs> so um, I just want to go into real quick if I have time. Um, I want to point out some second half ERAs of uh, of some relievers. Um, now, I, f- just take it for what it's worth. Uh, take these numbers with a little grain of salt. Um, Matt Barnes, and this is after last night, so these numbers are outdated. Matt Barnes, 2.57 ERA. Uh, we have, uh, um, let's see, uh, Thornburg, 6.14 ERA. Joe Kelly, 4.05 ERA. Um, this is the one that really worries me. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, six appearances, 7.11 ERA. Um, he has, he has uh, a lot of walks. Um, I believe I believe he has uh, five walks and in six innings pitched, um, and it has it has it has it has it has a lot to do with uh, with with his curveball. Um, he was he was telling uh, our very our, our very good friend uh, Christopher Smith um, from Mass Live that uh, he is he is locating his his fastball. Um, his velocity hasn't gone down. Um, but his curveball, his curve, his knuckle curve just isn't there. Um, he's, he's, he's not locating it where he wants to. Um, and he's not getting the swing, swing and misses that he's, that he normally gets. Um, so, uh, any initial thoughts on this guys? It doesn't really concern me that much. I okay. mean, I mean, if, if everyone's been following Craig Kimbrell throughout his whole career, he has that good stretch of a week or two where just nothing's working. Right. He he's blowing saves. He his his fastball is usually his consistent pitch. His, when his knuckle curve isn't on fire, he goes through that. I I guess you could call it a cold streak, and it's manageable. Right. It happens with every player throughout the league, mm-hmm. but it, it it's just letting him work through the kinks. Yeah, I, I, that's really all it is. It's mental. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's what I was saying on the last the last uh, the last episode that uh you know uh the mentality of a closer is is probably the most important piece of 
of of any mentality of any other position player or pitcher or anything else like that. I, I mean, it is just it is just crucial. Um, it is crucial in the intimidation factor. It is crucial in in the high leverage situations. It's it's crucial among everything. Um, now I know uh, he said he said that he's he feels like that he's had his best stuff in the last two weeks. Last night, um, he threw uh, he threw. Uh, who did, he he led up that home run that, that, that game tying home run to Justin Smoke right I believe yep. yep so so when he when he when he gave up that home run uh, he threw three straight curveballs uh, and then accumulated a three and zero count okay now Kyle if I'm if, if I threw you three straight curveballs and it was a three and zero count what pitch is coming next fastball thank you. I mean, everybody in the building knew that a fastball was coming. And guess what? He threw a fastball, and he didn't. He didn't locate where he wanted to, and 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 it and it tied the game. So, I I do think that it does have to come down to his curveball, and his and the location of the curveball. Um, because if he located his curveball where he wanted to, he would he would have either gotten a swing and a miss, or or you know maybe like a ground out or 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 something like that. Um, but yeah, but I mean, you know, it's just it, it's frustrating, you know, when 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 you see what he did last year, and then he's kind of like you know not showing up as well this year. Um, you know, we 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 want to see better out of the guy. You know what I mean? And and I I I'm not I'm not saying that you know it's time to give up on him. Not no none of that. No, um, he's he's no not at all. I mean, he's still he's still one of the best closers in the game. I think that he he will come around eventually. Um, I mean, you know, look at what look what the look what the All Star break in the second half did to Chapman. You know what I mean? Look what it's done to Britain. Look, I mean, you know, all these guys. You can say that for all these guys. I think that these guys still have a lot of time to turn it around um, before, uh, you know, I will, I, Kimbrell, not, not the other two, but um, you know, as far as closers go, I think they have a lot of time to turn it around. Um, you know, now I, <laughs> I just want to get into a little debate with you, Kyle. Um, I, I remember earlier in the season in, in, in May, we were arguing about uh, whether the Red Sox should, uh, resign Kimbrel to a multi-year deal after this season. Um, I, you know what? And and uh, Anthony, we're speaking about this before the show. Uh, I just want to reiterate: if uh, if the season ended today, which it doesn't, I know it doesn't, but if the season ended today, would you be comfortable giving Kimbrel a multi-year uh, contract after after uh, 2018? Yes. You would. Yep. Okay. Just, um, just because, look at our bullpen. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very shaky. No, yeah, no, I get that, but I mean, there are there are relievers available to 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 sign. Um, you know, after the yeah. season, I mean, yeah. you could go, you can go and after Andrew Miller. I think that he could be, you know, I know he's been injured this season, but I think he could be amazing. You know, um, as a closer, if if the, if the Red Sox got him back. Um, so, you know, there are options and that works into the Red Sox's, uh, advantage when, when they want to, uh, negotiate, negotiate a, a, a contract, a con, uh, excuse me, a contract with, with Kimbrell. Um, you know, uh, I mean, he is getting older. 
aren't we all? Um, <laughs> and and you know his velocity may not be down yet, but my main my main argument is that he throws he throws a fastball, he throws a four seam and a two seam and a knuckle curve. When he loses that velocity, and he has to rely on his curveball, guys, you're seeing it now in Pomeranz, and look what's happening. His velocity has gone down in his fastball, and he's relying too much on his knuckle curve, which he can't locate. And it's going to—he's going to implode a lot, almost all the time. So I think it's definitely something to note going into this offseason. Um, you know, I mean, my my main point is that Kimberlin needs to really prove himself um, in this ne- in these next month or two, at least, um, in order to get the money that he really wants and or deserves. All right, now let me bring something up real quick. Mm-hmm. And watch out, because Kyle. Watch out, because Kyle cleared his throat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, remember when Andrew Miller? It was towards the end of after the World Series with the Cubs. He he started to slip a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. He then developed a changeup. Mm-hmm. That changeup's pretty nasty. Yeah, couldn't Kimbrel just do the same thing? He could. He could, but. My 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 again like just because Andrew Miller developed a changeup doesn't mean that Kimbrel can develop a cutter doesn't mean that he can develop a changeup doesn't mean that he can develop a slurve anything like that you know what I mean like it's a good point like it is possible but again like you know I can't I can't use that argument that Andrew Miller you know can do one thing that means Kimbrel can do it as well (laughs) you know what I mean so you know. I, I like I said, it, it, it could be possible, but I, I can't give Kimbrel a multi-year con- contract. Keeping that in mind, you know, teams teams don't negotiate like that. Agents don't even negotiate like that as much as they could or want to. Um, if he if he did develop a pitch and you know and he's good at it, then then that's a different story. But as, until I see him do that. I, I can't. I I wouldn't be. I wouldn't feel com- comfortable. Um, you know, um, uh, giving giving him a multi year deal, and and that goes back to what I was saying. Um, you know, if Andrew Miller developed that changeup, why not just get him after the season instead of keeping Kimball, who has that extra pitch, who can use that extra pitch. Um, you know, and meanwhile, Kimball doesn't have that extra pitch. You could just. You could. You don't have to give up anything for him except for money. So, you know, I, I, I think I think that it's worth noting. Um, I think that this could be used in the in the for the advantage of the Red Sox when negotiating again. Um, and I mean, how good it would be if we got both. I mean, that that's that's some, that's something that to look forward to as well. I think that that's a strong possibility. So, um, you know. Uh, what, what do you think, Kyle? I mean, you know, am I making some good points here, or I, I think you're making some good points too. I think it, it, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's an argument worth having. I, I mean, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, we're both making some pretty solid like points of debate. I mean, it, it, it's just gonna be tough, you know. Like, could could you be comfortable letting Craig Kilmer walk? That that's the huge thing. Is I, if if there's a situation where you can land Miller and Kimbrell just have two dominant pitchers like share a closer role that would be the best scenario out of everything but yeah. letting Craig Kimber walk I, I mean sometimes you just got to do that yeah. you know what I mean like so, it, yeah. it 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 depends on the situation um but I mean 
I'm trying. I'm trying to look up. I knew this off the top of my head, but I, I'm trying to. I'm going to look up the the 2019 free agents right now. I mean, it basically uh, comes down to, uh, yeah. as with all Boston teams late, you know, late lately, they've all taken the Patriots' motto as far as how they spend their money. They're not going to break the bank for one player, um, and, and I think that's what we're kind of looking at right now. Uh, the Red Sox are. Yeah, they're going to have players coming off the books next year, but as of right now, they're in, they're they're over in luxury tax. And yeah. if you have a chance to win, like this year, they have a chance to win, so they're spending a little extra money. Are are the Red Sox going to be able to replicate this season, next season, and be doing the exact same thing that they're doing right now? Highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, some pieces will change. Uh, teams will, you know. Other teams will change, put more pieces in place. Uh, it'll be more competitive. So right. for them to be able to, you know, reel off eighty wins and eighty wins right now, like they have, it's not going to happen next season at this pace. Mm-hmm. So are you going to go over the luxury tax and be the Yankees for without the chance of having the same duplication? And and and, and God forbid, you know. Uh, the Red Sox do lose in the ALDS or something like that this season. It would be, you know, they they didn't spend enough. They didn't do this. They did what they had to do. Just because they lost doesn't mean that they didn't do what they had to do. Now, yeah. are they going to go go over and, you know, and splurge next season and, and put all these players on the books when, you know, they didn't get through the – they didn't even get out of the ALDS? You know, yeah, you, you've got to be smart with your money. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, I think that a lot of teams have modeled their, their, the Patriots' success on how they, they work their payroll. And so I just don't see it happening. You know, they're going to they weigh the, pro, the pros and cons, and is it worth it? Yeah. At, the, no, at this I, point, absolutely not. Yeah, we're I mean, not, it, we're not talking it, just a multi-year deal. We're talking top money. Yeah, no, it is because because he is a top he is a top closer. Exactly. You're so you're right. not you're just not going, you know, a a multi-year deal at three million dollars a year. You know, yeah. on a standard player, you're talking, you know, multi-year deal on a top player that is going to, you know, demand top money, whatever that may be, right now for a relief pitcher. Right. So are you going to cut? Are you going to cut your your? You know, are you going to cut into your hitters' payroll for a reliever? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you they may not have any other choice, and I mean, I I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that if um, if the Red Sox and JD Martinez and Scott Boris do indeed restructure his contract, I think that that has a lot to do with it as well. Um, you know, depending on 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 you know if they if they eliminate the opt outs or if they give him more money or both or or you know any other factors that go into that, um, that that will also uh, alter the way that they spend their money. So um, so I, I, I do want to look out for that as well because I, I I do think that they will get something done as far as restructuring the deal. I also think that they will offer Mookie Betts an extension um, probably after the season. Um, and uh, I think a lot of that has to do with 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 those two things. So, um, but we'll we'll see. 
We'll see. I mean, unfortunately, we're at that state of, of any sports right now that success breeds, you know, this conversation. Yeah. You're not you're not going to keep teams together no matter what. I mean, this team, we don't know what it's like in the locker room. We see that it's very fun on the field. And unfortunately, you're not going to be able to keep a team like this together. This isn't the 70s where, you know, a team was on a successful role and they wanted to stay together. And it wasn't right. about the money. You know, the money is outrageous now, you know, across the board in, in all leagues. And every player is going to get what they can get. Yeah. Oh, of course. You know, there's, yeah, no, there's no allegiance to the team or, you know, loyalty to a team anymore. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's a shame, um, you know, looking back at what some players have done, um, you know, some, some notable players. Uh, staying with one team but you know the narrative is changing now it's uh you know what how can you assemble the best team um while throwing out the idea of just keeping a player just to keep them as a franchise player i mean look what the race did with evan longoria look what the pirates did with mccutcheon i can go down the line you know um so you know you you want to you want to make the team better and look for the long run instead of you know uh, dragging around dead weight I guess you could say. So, mm-hmm. um, no, I, yeah. So so we'll we'll see. I, I think we got a little too uh, you know ahead of ourselves as far as uh, you know looking for a closer um, after this season. Um, you know, again, I don't think it's an overreaction. I think it's just a conversation that we will eventually be having. Um, yeah. You know, in 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 the future, I think we're just kind of starting it a little early, um, but you know, it, it it'll it'll be worth noting uh, when when we see Kimball in the next bunch of outings. Um, I just want to say, uh, Jerry Remy has been uh, diagnosed with cancer once again. So, um, you know, we uh, that's you know, I, I know a lot of people that have had cancer, and I've lost some some cl- uh, people close to me with cancer. So I I uh, kind of know what he's going through. Um, you know, and I just want to uh, ex- extend extend my my best uh, my best thoughts and and prayers to Jerry Remy and his family through this time. Um, you know, this 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 team and and this experience of watching baseball isn't going to be the same without you, Jerry. So um, please get better soon. If you guys want to add to anything at all, um, Sorry, Kyle. closing um, thoughts. Yeah, definitely on the Jerry Remy uh, announcement, we definitely hope you uh, get better as soon as possible. Definitely stay nice and healthy for the long run. Uh, definitely going to keep you in our thoughts for the near future. Definitely. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I was just saying the other night, because I don't get the opportunity to watch very many games or whatever, but unfortunately, you know, with my my foot issue, um, I, I've been able to take in a lot of games. And the other night, just sitting there listening to Remy and Eck, and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, do, you know, doing the broadcast. There there's certain people that that we listen to as as fans over the years that are just it makes baseball what it is. It makes football what it is. It just makes sports what it is. Yep. Um, you can listen back to people before our time that used to call games. I have no other way to say it. Um, cancer is a bitch, mm-hmm. you know, um, I lost my mother to cancer. Um, I'm currently dealing with some, uh, a cancer issue, but for the 
for this to come back over and over again, it's not about cancer. Is, is, it's just that, you know, you can talk about karma, karma will come get you. But cancer, cancer really is a bitch. It's not about, you know, everybody says, oh, I beat it. I beat it. I beat it. You, you never beat cancer. And, and we're seeing that, you know, some people get lucky and they get a couple extra years or they get, you know, 10 years and, and eventually it's going to come back. It's not about, it's not about if, it's about when. And it really sucks to see somebody like, you know, um, Jerry Remy, um, uh, what's his name? Jim Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys caught the the ESPN awards or whatever when they brought him out. Yeah, it's amazing. This is somebody that, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, but I grew up watching Jim Kelly. Yeah. To see him in that state. Is a, and, and you think about it, these guys have money. These guys have the resources. These guys have the, the, the ultimate care. Mm-hmm. And they can't even beat it. Yeah. And it comes yeah. back. That says a lot. Yeah. It, it just, it really sucks. And, you know, obviously you'll never hear this podcast, but man, I'm all for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we all are, it, I think. Beat it. You know, I, I'm not going to say the other word that I want to say, but I will say F cancer. Yep. Yeah, I think we're all thinking that. Um, so everybody out there, get, get well soon. Uh, you know, especially Jerry Remy and everyone else and Jim Kelly. Um, we're thinking about you guys. So um, closing thoughts, guys. I'm good. I think I think I got everything out of my system for today. <laughs> yeah. Check in, check in with me tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll, we'll close this one out. You know, thank you all for definitely supporting us, you know, uh, with this Boston Sports Extra podcast. We really enjoy doing them. Um, we're out here trying to, you know, find time to do more of them, putting in different combinations of people. You know, we really enjoy having Kyle on, um, Zach, obviously, Justin, and we, you know, I enjoy doing them with you. Um, you know, everybody out there, please support us. Find us on TuneIn, Stitcher, Blog talk, um, yeah, uh, iTunes. You know, give us a rating if you like us. If you don't like us, you know, either way, let us know what we can do to improve. But we're going to keep bringing you more and more episodes uh, in the future. Obviously, we're getting really heavy in with the Patriots. Uh, we got you lined up with some good writers from our staff um, for for the Celtics and the Bruins coming up. Sh- very in the next month um but again we appreciate it you can find support our writers the writers they 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 really they bust their ass giving you an unbiased look at boston sports and i think that we're doing i think they're doing a great job we get great great feedback you know we're not trying to be the boston media um we're just trying to give you a a different view and and uh, you know we really appreciate it Check out the website, www.bostonsportsextra.com. Besides that, thank you guys. And uh, listen out for our next podcast. Peace, guys. Thank you, guys.